Hello and welcome back to the Broken Art Podcast. My name is Adam, your co-host. I'm Callie, your other co-host. And we don't have time to do our normal introduction because this is our first, I don't know, first mini so mini episode. We just got done watching the Disney Plus Hamilton. Oh gosh, four or five years later, still crying about it. We'll talk about the creative side later and, and how film has been adapted into it and just all that stuff. But first of all, everything moved really fast and I found it so beautiful. It was like New Age Shakespeare, um, mm-hmm. where it felt like um, even though they were rapping, even though they were like saying all these words really fast, it was the way that they acted and um, the way that they emphasized certain words, just like Shakespeare. It's like yeah. Lin-Manuel has his own language. And, and I found that really, really awesome. Of the choreography, um, if you're not really paying attention to it, like I've like never really paid attention to the choreography when I've seen clips and stuff, but I was really dedicated to be like, why is this choreography so good this time? And just the, oh, gosh, it's so, the choreography in this is so crisp and so raw, you know? And I think my favorite, my first favorite instance of it is when they're pulling the ship masks when Hamilton comes to America for the first time. You know, because we we listen to this show and, you know, we really like George Washington in the show. We like Hamilton. We love, um, we love to hate Jefferson in this show, you know. And all the, we have all of these political figures that we grow up venerating, you know, in the American public school system. And through this show, you know, we also get to love them in a different way. Um, but then we also have to realize, you know, the time in which they grew up as well, that some of these people were pretty complicit with slavery and a lot of them had slaves and we can't forget that. And so we need to be critical of that. Um, but I think we can also appreciate the show in itself and the message that it is saying. I don't think the message is let us glorify these old white people that have been dead for 300 some years. It's the um, perseverance of the American spirit of what we as a society want America to be. The want that the manifest destiny, the American spirit, like doesn't matter where you came from, you can be anything. That is not true in today's society, and it hasn't been true since the inception of this country, but that idea that has propelled so many people forward, um, I think is what the show is saying. And with a diverse cast as well, just proving that some more, you know, another interview, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. who played Burr, you know, the moment, he, he says he's like the first Hamill fan, you know? Um, because when he saw a reading for the first time, Story of Tonight stuck out to him because he saw four people of color on stage um, saying how the world's going to remember us, you know? Mm. And I think that's what you, we have to take out of the show now, like, oh, let's venerate, let's uh, look at Mount Rushmore and like, oh, wow, look at all these great old white dudes. No, it's what do we think this the true American spirit is and celebrating 
our diversity the way that it's supposed to be, not the lies that we've been telling ourselves for 300 years. Totally. <laughs> oh, I wrote four different times. I wrote four different times in these notes. Renee Goldsbury got that Tony. She got that Tony. She did. Like, she, oh my gosh. Like, satisfied watching it and the power. And I was obsessed with... The neck with veins? Just, oh. <laughs> In uh, the last like 30, 40 seconds of Satisfied, where she is just going off vocally. It's so good. And the, vi- and the visual parts of it are just so awesome because she has such a powerful stance. And in Skylar Sisters, she's hysterical and she's so powerful. And it's like, oh my gosh, we get to see this live. You know, we get to see these treasures of American actors and actresses you know just really strut their stuff and do their thing and what i love about the show also that like there's such a drama when you're listening to the soundtrack and it's such a smart show and a fun show but funny you know there's some bits for like oh haha but watching it there's so many funny bits mm-hmm. like lynn is hilarious in this like he he balances it perfectly but there are just some moments like um we're reliable with the ladies you know um uh, and the little choreography that they do right there non-stop with the little coattail and then the uh, constitutional convention hysterical we were you know Callie and I were watching it together everyone and there are my quintessential gut hat came out like a, a couple times yeah when something's really funny it's just one laugh and then done yeah <laughs> it does kind of have this like trifecta of like the workspace and like the country and, and the history lesson and then the love you know because love inside every great story is a love story mm-hmm. and then just like the personal intimate journey of Alexander Hamilton and mm-hmm. his personal things, his personal traumas. Mm-hmm. And and it's just this perfect trifecta that just like you hop on that train and you're going like 110 miles an hour, don't uh-huh. stop until curtain, you know? Right. And and so I I think it doesn't feel long because it's so fruitful and it has mm-hmm. that balance and it it makes for such a powerful story the ensemble the control that these people have with their bodies is insane but um i thought that was the most impressive um i think the lighting is just really really great um in this show um but especially in hurricane with just kind of like the spectacle of it all because by itself it's this you know, uh, here's my life, here's where I'm at right now, here's my reason for being, here's my thought process, very Sondheim, this I'm thinking out loud and this is what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. right? Reflecting on my life and what I'm about to do about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then everything else around is just like, there's that intensity that may not be in the tempo of the song, but is in the presentation of the work on a whole. Him talking about 
you know, how he was in the eye of the hurricane. And then visually, he literally is the eye of the hurricane. And everyone's around him and the rubble is around him and the messes that he's created, the chairs of Congress that are in the air, Mm -hmm. like the writing tables. It was fantastic. It was, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a moment where I was like, wow, I was just taken aback. When they cut to that wide shot and everyone's frozen, Mm -hmm. it was just stunning. Mm -hmm. So the first iteration of You'll Be Back, he literally walks in a straight line and then turns around and walks back three minutes later and hits and it's hysterical it's so good you have that spit take which surprised me and again i was gonna be a history major right and one of my things that i love i love studying um european monarchies you know king george was absolutely insane he was crazy you know that's what happens mm-hmm. when you marry your cousins and stuff for 300 years but how he kind of just it was very still and then he just had these <clears throat> quick outbursts you know mm-hmm. it was very i don't know and that's what i really loved about so like he isn't on there for a long time and he's such a big actor he comes out and he's dressed in the finest clothes throughout except for maybe thomas jefferson in his purple jacket like that's pretty that's pretty ace right that's there. hot that's pretty it's, it's pretty awesome. I love David Diggs so much. I have so many notes on David Diggs. But he, but he comes out and he does like the famous King's paint portrait stance yeah. with his little buckle shoe out to the side. Going <laughs> off his heels. His <laughs> it's heels. It's so funny. It kills me. But it, kills but it me. is because it and it shows you. I, I loved how the cinematography in those moments were close up because mm-hmm. a lot of times the audience doesn't get that. Even though it is effective in a, in a theater, it's really, really effective when the yeah, screen because, is this. Because all of his acting happens right here. And you, you, know? you feel, I, I'm sure you can feel this in the theater just with his energy and how he is on stage. But I mean, you can really see the physicalization of how rigid and how much like muscle he's using in his mouth in his diction and in his body you can just see him like tensing up and like oh god i love it i love it so much one last time i was i was crying i was crying so hard we were watching i was trying to cover my face the best i could and then you know he did the little famous George Washington pose from his portrait and you know he's like breathing and huffing and stuff and you feel that weight just finally get off of his shoulders yeah. after two hours Jasmine who played a Peggy and then Mariah Reynolds having her be Peggy who's very doughty and innocent and have all these like fun little like hey this is pretty fun uh-huh. things happening in act, and then act two just being wow um and just having such a powerful voice i love say no to this just because you get to see the weight you get to hear the weight of her voice Mm -hmm. um and I, i think that's just also one of the best creative choices in this show about you know all these characters playing two different characters besides burr hamilton washington and eliza hercules mulligan in act one and what a joy to see his 
physicalness and abrasiveness is very macho and really he's a war guy sort of thing happening. And then act two, Madison, who's sickly, you know, and very vestigious. Um, and then him crying after Quiet Uptown. That's hilarious. I didn't notice that. In the soundtrack, it's sounding like, please, like, uh, move on, let's move on. But actually seeing him, like, crying and wiping his face. Oh, hysterical. And that's what I love, um, is that we get to see these actors just um, in their, at their best, uh, when they're being so diverse, uh, when they're going from act one characters to act two. All I'm going to say is that a $7 subscription for a month is a lot cheaper than a $200 to $300 ticket. Yeah, when Lynn was leaving the show, wasn't it like over, like, wasn't there like $1,000 for orchestra for, seats? For a premium, sh for like a premium ticket, it was like $1,156, something like that. And this is for $7. And I've seen so many, I've seen so many people going to social media. It's like, oh, this should be accessible for everyone. And we talk about this um, at the end of our COVID episode, kind of like with auditioning, like, shouldn't it be accessible to everybody? Mm -hmm. Like, no, this should be the standard. It should be filmed and people should watch it. Like, do you think that takes away what live theater is and that just kind of saps away what uh live theater and broadway is or like do you think that's what we need to like make theater more equitable to everybody and the viewer experience yeah i uh, i think you have to be specific with it um i think because there's a few different ways that this has happened right we've mm -hmm. gone from stage use fully stage production to a fully a full film set mm -hmm. um like into the woods like yeah. is, you know, like yeah. we've seen time and again. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was always challenging because I think part of the theatrical experience and part of being in a story that is meant to be told and is told on a stage is that you have to go through that suspension of disbelief. Whereas when you go on a film set, you know, it's all laid out for you. There's pretty sets. There's pretty mm -hmm. CGI, you know, yeah. you get all of it for you and you don't have to do any work. And for mm -hmm. me, I like, I love seeing that black bear stage that's has scuffs and needs to be mopped. And like, it just has been worked on because you feel mm -hmm. the blood, sweat and tears of what it took these mm -hmm. performers. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, I absolutely love that. And then we have, you know, uh, films musicals that for television like uh right. grease live we have all the lives hairspray mm -hmm. live you know and those had a lot of technical difficulties because it was live and mm -hmm. it didn't feel personal because it, yeah. it all felt just kind of like fake in tv and a lot of times when i go and see a show i'm not necessarily looking at the main story and what's happening. I'm watching the ensemble members, you know, because mm. they're they're the foundation of the show. They're mm. what carries the mood. They are as much like as much an underscore as the actual music. It's like they are the mm. current under the film. 
under mm -hmm. the under the production under whatever you know mm -hmm. and so it was amazing for me to like you said in the close-up shots watching them in the background or watching their muscles contract mm -hmm. and feeling that tension um, and feeling that hard work and how they're throwing their bodies in the air and it's just mm -hmm. it's relentless and it has so much energy and it still gave me that that visceral feeling that like that like anxiousness of like mm -hmm. just the power of their movement because mm -hmm. the way in which they filmed and the crane shots and the close-ups um you know I got to pay attention to the small stuff more and yeah. I and that is obviously it's it's key and I was talking to my roommate earlier today it's like man like when you edit this together how do you choose you could edit yeah five different you could edit 10 different versions and they'd be completely different you yes. know they have different mm -hmm. tones you can shape it so like having all those different angles different cuts different close-ups capturing this moment over that moment it's like how do you pick that but the way that they did i think told a very beautiful and a very powerful story so the Hamilton movie was filmed over three days at the Richard Rogers Theater where it was hosted um, on June 26th through the 28th in 2016. Um, okay. It was right after the Tonys and right before Miranda left the show. It included two live performances with an audience. So that's how you see, you hear the laugh. And uh -huh. I heard the laugh in like the first 15 minutes. I'm like, what? Is that a laugh? Yeah, yeah. Where, are Where are your masks? Where are your masks? <laughs> And then one performance without an audience on Monday. Mm. So they went to work every single day that week when they showed oh. the day off. Um, and the filmmakers used nine cameras and more than 100 microphones to record the show twice before live audiences. Then in the hours between the performances, they reshot 13 numbers with a crane, a steady cam, and a dolly mounted camera to get close ups. Um, Disney paid about $75 million for the rights <gasps> to the film. Oh, wow. uh, And they originally anticipated releasing in October of 2021, but then the pandemic hit. That was really cash money of them. That was huge. That was just awesome. That and was on the $7 subscription with you, a world of people who can access it, yeah. you're getting your money back in this weekend i mean come on the one criticism there's only one criticism i have i needed more alex lacrimore in this <laughs> i needed more alex lacrimore in my life he is one of my idols um the amount of uh, respect i have for him as a musician and just a person oh my gosh um so every once in a while you'd see his famous hair while he's jamming or you'd see his hand above conducting and I'm like, I need more of that because so kind of what you were saying before is like when you go see the show, you really don't pay attention to the story. You kind of pay attention to like the ensemble and actors there, right? Mm -hmm. I, if I see the conductor, like 40% of the show, I'm watching what the conductor's doing. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the pit. Um, I'm just seeing those things because that's the kind of human i am as a music director that's what i love to do and see but you know one of my favorite things to watch on youtube nerdy thing is like conductor cam or orchestra cam have like, you been following uh rob mcclure yes i 
<laughs> I'm like relatable content. <laughs> it's so good. Relatable. Content. For for those of you who are just listening, I I uh, did my little Rob McClure bit. Uh, so hop over to YouTube and watch watch the video version of this if you like at Broken Art Podcast. Yeah, at Broken Art Podcast. You can yeah. um, also tweet us at hash hashtag ba pod or whatever you get your social media. Yeah. And and the integrity to keep this a mini episode. Um, the, you there is not enough things that you can say about this production i mean it is honestly so good and the direction is so sensitive the writing is so genius um that even with my three or four pages of things to talk about um i could not have touched on everything one because i can't write that fast and i want to see it and two because i didn't notice everything so like things like that was uh what was just really really um really amazing well and that's Uh, the brilliant thing about this too is that you don't have to scoop out 200 more dollars if you want to see it again yes you paid eight dollars for unlimited times for 31 days like it's it's a question of why has why have we not been doing this why why have Mm -hmm. we kept it so cornered and such a such an elitist thing that people need money for people need to be in new york for like why don't like if you want an audience because i don't know about you it definitely gave me this this sense where like it didn't matter that i was watching it on a film i still wanted i still craved going to the theater because I felt that energy and I Uh know what that's like and I want to be in that room and feel that. I don't think that a full film set or a live TV broadcast gets that. I don't think it get I don't think it brings that. But the Mm -hmm. specific way that they made this a hybrid of film and of theater, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you are able to hold and and maintain the integrity of theatrical production but then you Mm -hmm. also have the art artistic um bias of a camera Mm -hmm. and how that can shape it and how it can Mm -hmm. help motivate our emotions uh Mm -hmm. so i i think this is the answer and i think that we need to do this what i fear what i fear i i predict that a lot of musicals that will be taped like this will be Disney. You know, they did it once, it's huge. They mm-hmm. and they own a lot of shows and and produce a lot of shows on Broadway. Uh, the benevolent overlords of Disney that will take over the world one day. Well right. That's what I'm saying. Like so I think we're gonna see more and I think they're gonna come from Disney. But what I fear is that Disney's gonna have start to have a monopoly on all of these Broadway musicals because it might become a standard if, if your show's going to be on Broadway, then you're also going to take a couple months and film it and, and do a cast recording and album, and then also mm-hmm. do a, a, you know, a fully staged production. I think that's a great place for, for us to stop in our mini episode. As always, you can follow us on all of the social medias, 
um, at Broken Art Podcast on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, um, at uh, Broken Art Pod on Twitter. You can hashtag us at BAPod. Anything else, Callie? And also, hey, if you're here, if you're hanging out with us, why don't you, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, why don't you just go ahead, give us a like, give us a five-star mm-hmm. rating, leave a little note, say what you like, mm-hmm. say what you dislike. Just give us some uh, some love. Yeah, the, well, people don't know this and, you know, dating the podcast, but we went live with our first episode on Friday. We went yeah. live and we've been getting such, I'm floored with such great feedback. People have been texting me and we've mm-hmm. had some people post on their own social medias Thank about you. it. Uh, Thank it really, you so much. It really helps. It really helps us a lot if you just just tell people about it, you know, whether they listen um, for the full thing or only, you know, uh, 75% of it. We appreciate people listening and leaving a like and leaving a comment. So as always, everybody, take your broken heart, make it into art. All right. We will see you on Friday.